Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of the Fin Maniacs podcast, and we're going to go a little bit of audio and visual with OJ McDuffie. How are you, Juice? I'm good, Sarnes. How you doing, boss man? It's draft week. It's the Monday of my favorite week non-football game of the year, and I can't wait to talk wide receivers with you. So we have highlights. We are hopefully going to touch on some of your draft stories. And with that said, what are you up to these days other than being an awesome co-host of the best pot out there, the Fish Tank? Yeah, well, you know, we've been doing a little bit of Fish Tank work behind the scenes. You know, we haven't been able to um, to put anything out there yet, but we've got a few really good interviews in the can already. Can't wait to, you know, you like that little tease right there, Sarge. You got to yeah, tease a little bit. You know, I'm not even pulling on the thread. I just want people to wait and fiend for it. <laughs> And, uh, you know, also uh, last week, you know, me and the Fish Tank crew were out there with the food relief program with the Miami Dolphins, you know, continue to do things, uh, big things in the community, which is always and always important, man. And, you know, the, the feeling of, you know, the hand delivering a thousand meals to people, uh, man, there's, there's nothing like it, man. So, you know, doing our part in the community, always seeing what the Dolphins are always doing in the community, man, and just being able to help a little bit, assist a little bit was a, was a lot of fun, man. So just like you, man, it's uh, it's draft week. You know, I saw, you know, the other day that I was uh, the anniversary of my draft day for the Miami Dolphins, which is really cool. I saw a lot of really positive stuff on social media, man. So uh, it was so long ago, though, you know, 1993. I don't even know if you were born yet, Sarns, or close to it, you know. You close. know my first draft experience, Juice. That's why you're on my Mount Rushmore. That's why you got the one hanging. That was the year. Remember the classic cards? Yeah, I do. You know, I, I do. To be honest with you, my, my scale of, you know, recruiting was pretty good in prospecting because I had you. That was a hit. But I also was a big fan of Rick Myra. I, I think that yeah. was also, you know, he had a great college career. But that was my first ever draft that I watched it Saturday, Sunday, the weekend. Right. Do you have a story of like the Monday of your draft? You know, you had a whole week to go. What were you feeling at this point back in 93? Yeah, I was actually at Penn State um, just hanging out. I'd, I'd already graduated. I'd already done all the workouts and the interviews with everybody. So for, for the most part, I was just waiting for Sunday, man. We had a Sunday noon draft for first round and the rest of it took place the rest of the week or weekend or rest of the week, you know, beginning of the week. And so it was – um. It was really relaxing, man. And then that same weekend, we also had the uh, blue-white game at Penn State. So it was like, really, I was just kicking it, man. Finally realized the hay was in the barn, as my, my high school coach used to say. You know, I'd already done all the work. The film was done. The workouts were done. The interviews were done. So at that point, there's nothing I could have done. I really, I could have messed it up, maybe. But it's nothing else I got to do to enhance my draft status at that point. So uh, bottom line was, man, just trying to enjoy and relax and you know, finally, you live out that last week of college, um, you know, kind of carefree a little bit. I love it. I love it. And the rest is history. And we're going to go into, uh, you know, basically wide receivers is on everyone's mind because the Dolphins are at six. They're at 18 in the first round. And even when you look deeper, there's wide receivers all over yeah. this draft. And there's also a kid named Kyle Pitts who plays a little bit of tight end wide receiver. They're calling him... You know, a little bit of a Megatron light, Drew. So what I would love for us to do is maybe go through some of these players, go through some highlights, and, uh, you know, we can get your opinion on what you think the Dolphins should do. And in my favorite aspect of what we're going to do, I, I love player comps. Hopefully you can give us some maybe former Dolphins at some of these top prospects. You can get some of these fans kind of a knowledge of what type of game 
they're about to hopefully see with one of them. So without further ado, we're going to go into a little video for everyone watching on YouTube. And I know everyone watching on the, or listening on the podcast, you know, we'll chat a little bit through this, uh, through the couple of minutes of the Kyle Pitts highlight. So we're going to go okay. right here and tell me what you think. Anytime you want to jump in, Juice. You got it, boss. Well, first of all, Kyle Pitts is already, he's a mismatch nightmare already. You know, right here, you're on a little flare pass. UM's got top speed on the defense. But Kyle Pitts is able to split them, score right there. That doesn't happen a lot of times against, against UM. Now you see him outside running like a uh, a route, like a wide receiver. So how do you do there, Sarns, when you got a matchup? What do you put out there, a corner, a safety, a linebacker? You know, those are mismatches right there. Running wide open through his zone right here, uh, finding a soft spot. And then what you like about this is his, his run after catch. You know, he's not an easy get to get down. You know, you look at his size and his speed and athleticism, it's going to take a few guys to get him down. Uh, right here, look at that. You know, I mean, easy, his, his, his movement is so easy and fluent at that size. It, it may, he's tough to guard. So, I mean, there's a lot of things about him. Once again, wide open against a good Tennessee team. You know, I mean, how do you how do you do that at that level in the SEC and you find all these wide open gaps? But what he does, he really sticks his defender. You know, you see that he holds his defender off to the last minute before he makes his break and then the ball's on time. And right here now, he just they had they had double team on him right there, and he made it look easy for him. So I mean, he's a he's a tough guard. If you're gonna dedicate two people to him, you're gonna have problems on the other sides because you're gonna have a lot of one-on-ones. That catch right there. Look at that. Look at the hands. Didn't even tuck it away. He knew he's got a good grip on it right there. All hands. Special, special guy right there, man. And he's a hybrid, you know. I mean, you got him right here. You got the one-on-one -on, -one on this side. Okay. Boom. Ooh. Go trips the other side, one-on-one -on, -one on this side. Then, you know, you, you see the matchup you like. If they don't dedicate somebody else to help out right there, they're going to be in trouble. Again, you got a former wide receiver that's playing tight end now. Not even the best route right there, but ability to get open and make a catch right there. You know, he's 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 some he's fun to watch. Again, quickly against another great secondary. Great hands, great route running, uh, great anticipation. And you know, you, you could look at, you know, trash. You can see his quarterback might be looking somewhere else, but one thousand percent they're headed his way <laughs> most of the time when the ball's gonna be thrown. So, you know, even right here, look at that up and up, you know, out and up move right there. It's on the corner right there. Outstanding. Oh. Great I think catch. that's a question. Like, you know, who do you put on? And the corners are too small, as you see there. Right. You know, if you're putting on a backer, you know, sometimes even a safety or a slot guy, he's going to outrun him, out -phys physical him. You know, yeah. he, he's a hybrid, as you said. And we're going to go to Mike Gusecki, your boy from Penn State. What are these guys on the field at the same time? What does a defensive coordinator do? Yeah, that's a great question. He's going to, have to figure that out because it gives you the ability to run the ball as well. You know, they talk about these guys not being the best blockers, but at the same time, you don't have to be great blockers in these situations. You have to have the, the threat of the of the run, you know, with these guys in there, and then you could use it in the pass game as well. So if they come in in substitution and they got a DB out there, these, both Gasicki and Pitts can block a DB, you know. Bring a safety down. They can both block a safety. Only way you can counter this is playing linebackers in there. If you bring linebackers in there, then we start running routes. Then what are the linebackers going to do? So it's uh, that's that becomes that that nightmare of a matchup. You know, kind of reminds me, and I hate to say it, of New England with with Gronk and Hernandez, where you didn't know what they're going to do. They're going to run it. They're going to pass it, and they were successful doing both. 
that's music to, to my ears. You know, I think the Dolphins have to kind of go to that. And they kind of had it last year, that multiple tight end kind of set. But I feel like Shaheen, Smythe, a little bit more on the blocking. They don't have the versatility like, you know, Pitts could have. Do you think right. it's realistic that he'll be around at six? I, I don't. But um, if he is, I mean, we're going to get a great pick no matter what at six. I think no matter what, this guy here is one of those guys that, you know, the, some of these other teams might forego a tackle or a quarterback to get get an opportunity to have this guy in their camp, and I and I completely understand. There are rumors that Jerry Jones is fascinated with him, so if there's a he's going to have to make a move. He's going to make a move. That's draft day, crazy. <laughs> so let's move on here past you know Kyle Pitts here, and we're gonna go. We're gonna talk about the Bama boys. Obviously, we're gonna start off with Heisman, Mr. Heisman, Devontae Smith, and before we go into the highlights, I need you to address something. I need you to address what's going on. Everyone's saying he's undersized. I think that's just a bunch of malarkey because it's what you do on the field, what you do when the pads are on, when the lights are on. What are your thoughts about everything talked about that he's too small? I don't worry about that at all, man. If you can't touch him, it doesn't matter. You know, if you can't put your hands on him on the line of scrimmage, it doesn't matter. If you hit him illegally, then, you know, that's something different. This guy is, is, is he's slick. You know what I mean? And that's one thing that you can say about a guy that's that's slight in size uh, that can run like that with the quickness he has. If he doesn't take a direct hit, what do you care about his size for? There are a lot of guys that played in this league that were undersized, but if you didn't hit them, they weren't, you, you know, don't worry about it. This guy is going to be just outstanding. He's going to be an outstanding pro. I think the fact that uh, he's so quick, runs amazing routes and has solid hands like he does, uh, his size does not bother me one bit. Let's uh, go through some highlights with what we got here with uh, Devontae. And uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I just don't – I'm not so worried about it, but I will tell you this. The, the front office kind of um, aspect in me wants to kind of say at six, it's a little risky. But if yeah. you can move back to nine and if the cookie crumbles the right way and you get some picks and then get them at nine, I think then then you're celebrating. So what are what are some of your absolute – you probably touched on it already, but some of your favorite moments uh, – oh, we – Went to Jamar yeah. Chase. That's yeah. okay. That's okay. You can. That's that's actually a pretty good segue right there because I like Devontae's speed and quickness. Look at this. You know, catch and run after the after, you know after the catch is unbelievable. And this thing I'm talking about. Look at that out and up right there. You know, being able to redirect and get off the train track and get back in and catch that football right there. And right here, just a pass situation, a run situation, and they got him in the game. High point in the ball, back of the end zone. You know, I mean, he he's he's special like that. The fact that he you know, runs routes the way he does, doesn't get touched very much. I mean, he's going to make it tough on a lot of DBs. All these guys we're talking about, you know, Devontae, you know, Chase, Waddle, they're going to be outstanding pros, man, depending on what camp they get in, man. So, yeah, he's uh, – I wouldn't worry about his size one bit. He, he runs great routes, balls on time, make a play, give him an opportunity. And he's got a relationship down here, as we both know, you know. So we'll see what happens when that when that comes around. Now, that this guy right favorite. here, Jamar Chase. Oh, man, yeah, he's your guy here. He's my favorite. Yep. He's my favorite, man. And, you know, you look back at 2019, over 1,700 yards, 20 touchdowns. You know, if Jamar Chase didn't opt out this year, is he the guy that wins the Blitnikoff and the Heisman? Possibly. Do you have any worry about You know, as a football player, that? high point. I'm not worried about it at all, actually. One last year of wear and tear, you know. And by the you know, what I saw from his his pro day, he, he didn't miss a beat, bro. He didn't miss a beat. What he probably does miss is the competition. So he's gonna be hungry to go out there and compete. You know, you can't replicate 
you know, Saturdays, you know, when you're sitting at home doing whatever you're doing in the workout program, you, you miss that as a football player. So, so I think that he's going to be one of the hungrier guys out there. He's humble. I've seen a couple of his interviews, man. I love his attitude about, you know, how he feels about the game and how hard he works at it. And, um, you know, true professionals already, which is, which is all about, man. These guys look like they're ready to be pros. And that's one of the hardest transitions from college kids to professional kids is are they ready to make that transition and, and mature to hone their craft and realize this is their job now and not just something to do them for fun. And if you're, uh, I love that. It's a great, great, uh, great words there, Juice. Um, if you're going to jump into Cincinnati's front office, you know, special as a Jamar Chase is, you got a first overall quarterback from last year in Joe Burrow who's got mm -hmm. a scar on his knee that does not look appealing when he's sitting on his whatever throne he's sitting on there. Do you have to go up and get him a guy to defend him like a Sewell or a Slater? Or do you get him a toy in Chase? Well, I hope they go for a Sewell or a Slater. They give us a better opportunity uh, <laughs> getting us <laughs> a Chase or a Pitts. You know what I mean? I'm not, I don't give a damn about what they're doing over there. I hope they make that decision to protect him, you know? Good answer. Oh. <laughs> that's, good, that's, that's all the answer we need. The only colors you have ever worn are orange and aqua. There's now really not many first overall or first round draft picks to kind of say that, who you know, really produced for the Dolphins. So let's move on to uh, Jalen Waddle, another one of the Bama boys. Let's go through some of those highlights here. I love this kid, and he does it all. Yeah, Jalen Waddle is my first pick, you know, going into the season uh, before he got hurt. You know what I mean? Everybody, who knows if we'd hear about Devontae Smith as much if Jalen Waddle doesn't have that, that terrible injury at the beginning of the season, man. What he did, you know, is such a special athlete. You look at his double coverage. I, I watched a lot of his clips, and they threw in a double coverage with him because they knew he could beat it. Now look at this: catch a simple curl route, and then turn on the burners and outbeat. And you know, I'll race guys from Auburn to the pylon right there. Again, double coverage, and he's gone. You know what I mean? And it's not even close. Again, you know, you got an opportunity right here for a high point of ball. Get your feet down. He'll get that second foot down the next yep. level. I'm not worried about that one bit. You know. So, yeah, it's going to be really, really interesting to see what Waddle does because if he doesn't get hurt, he's the number one receiver. Possibly, you know, him and, you know, you know he and Chase probably are the number one receivers we're talking about. So it's pretty impressive what, what he was able to do in that championship game. You can see he's a little gimpy, but I think him coming back healthy, he's going to be one of the best receivers in this, in this draft class. Now, if the Dolphins pass on the top three, they still need to get a receiver very, very, very quickly after that. And I think the fourth receiver on everyone's mind, pure receiver, is Kyle Pitts' teammate, Kadarius Tony. What are your thoughts on Tony? Love him. Love him inside, man. I think his, his inside route running is incredible. And his quickness, he's got decent enough. So look at that route right there. Oh. What, what's a DB or a linebacker or anybody going to do about that? And he does it so quick in such short space and, you know, no wasted energy right there. Catching the ball again in double coverage. Yeah. What are you going to do right there? You know, you expect an out, he goes in, you know, and then he's able to go by you as well. And so that's why I love about him, man. And, and everybody, with, especially with the Dolphins, you look at what we've got brewing, you know, with guys on the outside with Fuller and Preston and, 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 and Devontae, we got some outside guys. Put somebody like Tony on the inside of those guys, and it can be dangerous. It can be extremely dangerous inside for guys. And then you've got – you know, on top of that, you you have your your tight end situation wherever it is, either Gasicki or or him and Pitts, 
depending on where Tony goes, you know, he could be available for us. And that'd be, that'd be a nightmare for some teams. Bottom line is this, Sarns, we got to figure out a way to put a lot of guys that can make plays like that into his arsenal. And that'll be, uh, that'd be great for us. Well said. And it's, it's just, you know what? A lot of these guys might not get a hundred catches, might not lead the league in catches, but I want quality touches, not, not the quantity. You need the quality. So if you got guys like a Preston catching 55, 60 balls, maybe nine of them are for touchdown. And if you're looking at some more of these guys, there's, there's receivers all over the place. Rashad Bateman, beast. What are your thoughts on the Minnesota goal? Yeah, I didn't like him against us at Penn State. So you just wanted, I'm glad you went right through that clip, man. Yeah. He's definitely a beast, man. I, I think the whole wide receiver um, draft is stacked. There are going to be some great receivers round after round after round. And you're going to see it. You might not even recognize some names, but you'll recognize them in the first couple of years in the NFL because, um, it is it is packed with with talent, and I think it really boils down to this, man. Football has developed and has changed; it's morphed into more of a passing game since these kids were in little league, junior high, the, all the seven on sevens. So you're able to find these wide receivers all over the place, man. And this is one of those guys at six three that's just unbelievably talented that'll make a lot of rosters special. And you'll see him, you know, coming close to being, you know. All conference, all pro, all different things, man. And that's that's the key right there. You're gonna get you, you don't have to reach at all this year. And, and I think for the near future for wide receivers, because they're gonna be out there and they're gonna be really good. They're gonna be really fast and really talented. Um, but some of those guys are super elite. You wanna get those right away, but you can also find some guys that can fill that roster and be some really good players for the next four, five, six years later in the draft. It's really good to hear because I think the only thing to really guarantee from the Dolphins draft room is that we don't know anything that's going to go down. I think that they do a terrific job regardless of what rumors or news are out there. No one really saw the first round last year materializing with it. No one saw the Matt Breida deal. No one saw really three offensive linemen in one draft. So right. let's go to those comps, Drews, before uh, we go to some super-duper sleepers here pretty much in this class. Uh, Kyle Pitts, who's your Dolphin comp? Oh, man, for Pitts, is there one? I mean, is there one? Right, correct. Yeah, is there one? To. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, um, I mean, Pitts, Pitts doesn't, I mean, he, he's a special dude. I mean, Mike is, Mike is talented like that. Mike, 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 see, Mike is underestimated, in my opinion, in, in oh, athletic man. ability, man. You know, you're talking about a guy that was like, you know, like two-time All-State in volleyball. You know, the hops we know are there, the leaping ability, high points of ball, strong hands. He and Pitts could be one hell of a, a dynamic duo on the same team. And I think Mike is starting to make that step to all these elite tight ends in the league. And he'd be perfect combination or, or you know, complement to Pitts. So Pitts is going to be a guy that's going to be close to, not on our roster, but um, he's going to run like, you know, the, uh, you know, you know, Kelsey and guys like that. He's going to catch like those guys. You know, he's he, he's he's going to be a special talent. And that's why teams might get him, even though they might not think they need him. Like, we think we have a tight end, but if he's available, you got to look at a guy like that. It, it would be special. You can't pass that up. If he's sitting there, you got to grab him. Um, who's the OJ McDuffie, if there is one, in this class of, uh, of those receivers? Oh, they're all too – they're all way faster than me. Um, you know what I mean? 
But I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you who I love and the attitude about is Amon Ray St. Brown, man. You know what I mean? Amon Rise, he's he's unbelievable. Uh, inside guy does a lot of good things on the slot. Strong as hell. You know, I watched his pro day just by chance, checking out his pro day because I was trying to stay up on what's going on in the draft, man. And uh, what he did at USC inside was uh, special. He even got a chance to run the rock a little bit, like I used to do on occasion. So. Yes, that's that guy right there that'll get his nose dirty, a little bloody, you know, blocking on the inside of the slot, being able to run the routes and convert on third downs, man. So uh, that's my guy right there moving forward. That's a great segue. And uh, we do have our uh, Fin Maniac Director of Scouting, Hussam Patel, about to join us. But I want to get that player comp in uh, before he jumps on. Jalen Waddle, who do you think uh, a former Dolphin comp would be? Jalen Waddle was so freaking fast, man. Um, he reminds me a lot of how much Irvin Fryer. Whoa, he reminds me a lot of Irvin Fryer. Cool. Uh, the speed, you know. I remember when Irv came to Miami, he talked about you know, everybody's talking about I lost a step. He said, I had a step to lose. He went going from 4 3 to 4 4, you know. What I mean? So that's not a bad step to lose, man. But I think. At times, Irv, Irv's way more physical, but the, the, the route running ability and the speed is what I see a lot in Jalen Waddle that uh, Irv brought to the table, man, and, uh, and and quiet about it. Irv was a little boisterous at the beginning of his career, but towards the end, he's more about business, and I think that's a Jalen Waddle type of type of guy. Oh, that comparison's music to my ears. Uh, you know, the Faith Spike favorite play ever, but the second favorite play in my growing up was that opener, Marino back 94. Right. That that fourth and five, oh, cold-blooded. You don't see yeah. that anymore. Fryer in stride. That was the prettiest play I think I've ever seen. Unbelievable, man. That was that was gutsy right there, man. So gutsy. Oh. And for both of them to make that make that happen was special. Devontae Smith, player comp. Devontae, um, uh, his speed is so unbelievable, man. Um, trying to think of who I can think of in a dolphin uniform that has that speed and that size that um if I say a name, I think I might be. Let's go. Talk to me. Talk to me. Teddy again, but a little bit more on a receiver side. That's that's actually a great comp right there. I like that, and I think that you know Teddy really proved the whole world wrong by having what a forty year career. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he stayed in the league forever, so he wasn't what we wanted here in Miami at times. He did return some kicks that were great, yeah, but he stayed in the league for a long time. That's not that's that's not a bad. Um, comparison right there one thing I would say though is that I think Devontae will do a little bit more dirty work inside whereas Teddy was more of our deep threat and and then um you know more of a stretch the field type of guy I think Devontae even, even slight of size would be able to go inside a little bit more and uh make some plays not necessarily over the middle we don't want that but you know I mean just some intermediate stuff that'll we can bust out and you know, and break out in the back end of it. So I'm with you on that, man. I think that's a, that's a pretty damn good comparison right there. And, you know, also, I mean, all those guys can return kicks if you want them to, you know, which I don't know if I want. That's what I had to do my first year until I got a chance to get in the, get in the game. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where, what happens with the, with the return game as well. Um, but for the most part, you get a guy in the first round like that, protect him, you know, nurture him, get him into the offensive flow whenever you can. And then I, there's plenty of guys in return kicks. I like his calling a fair catch. So they can oh, call a fair on. catch. You got, you got it to the end zone like your third game against the Colts on a return. You, yeah, you once I started. Some dude. Once I started, though, once I started at wide receiver, I became the fair catch guy. 
Oh, obviously. First down, <laughs> drop the ball, let's go. Give me a Jamar Chase, and I'm going to welcome in Hussam Patel. Talk a little sleeper. Yeah, Jamar Chase, you know, that's probably a better Urban Fryer comparison. Um, and, you know, and I'll go back, and, you know, I, let's, let's go back a little bit, and I'll go with for um, for Jalen, I think I said Urban Fryer. I think that's more Jamar Chase. But I think for Jalen, I will go with Tony Martin. Oh, good one. Nice. I think I'll go with Tony Martin in that comparison. Speed, the route running, you know, not the biggest guys, man. But I think that I'm going to go Jalen Waddle. I would go with Tony Martin if we're going to compare some guys that I know of. And then I would 1,000% go Jamar Chase. i go Irvin Fryer with that 200-pound frame, mm. um, you know, the ability to run and catch and block and mix it up. Irvin Fryer, that, 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 that's, that's a better comparison than what I had before. Um, so, yeah. Jamar Chase is he's like Irv to me right now, man. And he's a little bit a little bit faster. Irv's four three days. Right, Irv's right. four three days. It's funny you mentioned those two receivers, you know, short stints in Miami, but but good, really great prior. Beastly yeah. stints, but Tony was great. So yeah, I can only go by what I know, Sarge. Those are guys I, oh, you know, have firsthand knowledge of at day in, day out, practice games, work ethic, you know what I mean? So yeah. And that's what's the best part about the fish tank, you know, getting those stories that you can't find on the, uh, on the stat sheet. So speaking of stat sheet, speaking of scouting, this dude doesn't sleep. I joke around about it all the time. <laughs> he's doing work. And he used to go by a nickname of Juice. Juice, here comes Hussan Patel. What's up, Jason? Hi, OJ. How are you doing today, guys? What's up, Juice? What's up, Juice? Tell me what's <laughs> happening. Where else are you getting that? So let's go on to uh, some sleepers. Usam put a list together to get to OJ. OJ did a little bit of breaking down. So I'm going to run the highlight, Usam, and you're going to kind of quarterback this to uh, third down extraordinaire, Mr. OJ McDuffie. Sounds great. You see the screen, Usam? We got uh, we got Brown oh, yeah. from UNC, yeah. Diamond Brown. Yeah. So this is Diami Brown, who – I guess you could say was probably one of the more consistent wide receivers at the University of North Carolina under Mac Brown's scheme. Uh, he can play the slot. He can play the X. He can play the Y. I mean, he can even return kicks. When you look at um, Diami Brown, OJ, who, what former Dolphin do you see? Or maybe even current Dolphin? Man, I don't know, man. He's tough, man. I love his size. The 6'1 plus, uh, you know, 195. Ability to play inside and outside, like you talked about, and then to break away like this. He is, um, I don't know, it's a special talent. I mean, these guys are so different now. They're built so differently. You know, they 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 play the game so different. Look at that little hesitation and, and blow by right there. Now, Even man, the release too, right off the line. Right off the Smooth. line, he got a free release, which is nice. Every wide receiver wants a free release, but if you get a free release, you got to do a little something extra to get open, like he did. Give a little hesitation at the, you know, the eighth and ten yard mark of that route, and then let the DB just settle just one one second, and then you blow by. Uh, outstanding route running ability right there. So, right now, I mean, there's some guys, man, that you know I, I haven't seen in a little while that run routes like that for this team. So you got big guys and some little guys. So he's a kind of a hybrid of all of them. So he's a, he's a tough comparison. And uh, Hussam, OJ, prior to you getting on, said, I'm on Ross St. Brown, USC is his guy. So uh, introduce this little highlight clip and uh, ask OJ what you need to about St. Brown. You like Amon Ross St. Brown too as well, Juice? I do. I, I, I really Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I love, I love, love to hear because he's probably one of the more 
underrated wide receivers of this draft class. And this class is so stacked this year. And he's so tough at the line of the scrimmage. And did you know, I didn't even know he could block that well. He's a blue-collar type of worker. When you saw his tape, what are you seeing? Yeah, yeah I see the exact same thing, man. He does it all. He really does, man. I was telling Sarney, too, before you got on that, even he'll take a carry out of the backfield. You know what I mean? Put the ball in his hands and, and big things happen. And I love the fact that he likes to mix it up, you know, in the blocking game. You know, coaches love that. You got a receiver in there that's not willing to block, it's hard to run, you know? So if you got a guy in there that wants to go in there, doesn't mind, you know, you know, getting his nose bloody, I like to call it, you know, it's it's a special situation for a team. So what I like about him is he's an inside guy more than an outside guy. And he could be that special combination when you got taller guys outside, put our mind inside, Amara, and he is uh he, he's so good. And I, I also, like I was saying, I just by chance happened to run up on his pro day on uh, you know, on TV and just loved everything about him. I love his his humble, I love his swagger, I love everything about him that he um that he likes about the game, and uh, it's going to be a great story. So many games, so many guys out there, man, that are going to be such special pros, and he's going to be one of them. And let's finish up Juice and Juice with uh, Oklahoma State's Wallace. Patel, take it away. Well, in this draft, there's a lot of inside slot guys. Tylon Wallace can play the X and the slot as well. He's a big body guy. When you watch Tylon Wallace at Oklahoma State, um, last year, he was considered one of the top wide receiver prospects, maybe going into the first round. Where does where do you see him fall uh, in day one or maybe even day two? Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? There's so many guys that the top is so heavy. It's so heavy with such guys that have gotten so much uh, clout and recognition. He, he might he might slip, you know, in the draft, which is unfortunate because no fault of his is just the way, you know, you know, the way it is in terms of people getting the notoriety. But boy, like I was telling Sarney, there's going to be so many guys that are going to be on rosters for seven, eight, nine years. They're going to be special players. And the guys that are going to hit in the second and third round are the guys that are going to be, you know, the all pros, the, you know, making Pro Bowls and taking your team to the next level. And Wallace is one of those guys. I think he's one of those guys that's going to be special on anybody's roster, but he's going to be under the radar at the beginning because he didn't go to Bama. He didn't go to LSU. He didn't go to Ohio State. He didn't go to you. He, you know, because of where he went, you know, is where it's going to probably hurt him more than anything. So, what makes him a special type of wide receiver in which he can last seven, eight, nine, maybe even a decade in the NFL? Well, I think the first thing is going to be if he doesn't get drafted high, he's going to be angry, and I like that about any player playing with a chip on their shoulder. You know what I mean? And uh, then he goes in, he's got to prove himself. When you prove yourself as not a starter right away, he's going to be doing special teams and being a gunner and on, on kickoff team. And by the time he's able to develop himself and start running all the scout team for the other teams, he's going to show that he can play at this level. So that that longevity really starts where you, you're not playing day-to-day, every day as a starter, as a young guy until like maybe your second or third year, and you still got fresh legs. So by the time your time comes, you know, and you're ready to shine, then he's going to have, you know, four, five, six more years as a one of those perennial players. He could be an, an instant starter and a hell of a player, but for the most part, a couple years in, I, I see him getting this, a lot more opportunities, and that'll extend his career in the NFL. Great stuff. And uh, before we, uh, you know, come to a close on the show, Hussam, is there any last things you have for OJ? I got to ask you, in that sleeper list you were given, besides Amon Ross St. Brown, or maybe any other wide receiver 
that wasn't on this list and you have watched, who do you think will be a, a sleeper that will emerge as a potential All-Pro later on? All-Pro is a great one. That's a great one. I'm going to tell you this, and I'm excited to see what Terrence Marshall Jr. does out of LSU. I, I really am, man. I, I watched him in the shadows of, you know, Jamar Chase during that pro day, but man, he was in, uh, equally as impressive to me. You know, at 6'3", a couple hundred, 200 pounds, you know, great route running, the speed, good hands. He ran well out to the catch. I'm just excited to see what he might be. I don't know about all pro, you know, that's a that's a lofty task, but I think, I'll tell you what, he's going to be, he's going to be really special in this league and he's going to be a starter for a long time. So give me Terrence Marshall Jr. for that. Love it, love it. So uh, everyone out there, you got to check out Hussam Patel's big board, all of his work. There's some great stuff. Hussam, you're the man. Appreciate you, buddy. Talk to you soon. Great stuff, okay. Juice. Before we wrap up, um, you had an appearance the other day on a uh, great, great Florida broadcast, uh, Crowder and Hockman, you were talking some baseball. <laughs> you, of course, had your heyday in baseball, a former Angel drafty movies. I did not hear eight men out on the list and now you're telling me that you didn't see it yeah i gotta check it out i didn't see eight men out i gotta you know i gotta look and see what's up with that man you know i, I went more like is that is that i mean was that just last year when was oh that? my god oh, that's a classic movie <laughs> like the 89 80s or 90s about like the the black Sox scandal like the gambling oh uh, yeah yeah and everyone's yeah. in that movie charlie sheen christopher law is a great cast but you referenced a movie that i i haven't seen so what was the movie that you said, Billy D. Williams, Richard Pryor? Yeah, yeah, James Earl Jones, Bingo Long Traveling All-Stars and Motor Kings, man. Yeah, you got to check it out, man. It's, it's 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 a really, really great, you know, funny movie. You know, you think about anytime Richard Pryor, it's going to be hilarious. But, you know, it's back in, you know, 1930s set where, you know, African-Americans couldn't play in the pro league, so they had the Negro Leagues, and so they took – you know, Negro Leagues are playing against each other and all these other players, you know, the best players decided we're going to leave this and we're going to form an all-star team to go play against all these other teams and make more money, you know. So it's a, it's a really, really good, entertaining movie, man. So when you get a chance, Sarge, you got to check it out, man. You, you'll enjoy it, bro. It was, it, was, it was really, really funny back then. And I, I watched the trailer the other day and I laughed again. I'm thinking about it. I'm going right to the trailer after we, uh, we wrap here. And you are a Major League fan. Best movie. Huge, you know, from Cleveland. I have to be. I have to be huge, major, all of them, every single one of them. Fantastic. Even three, the back of the minors. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, doesn't it doesn't matter. matter. It's major league brand. It's major league. But thank you, Juice, so much. It's always a pleasure, pleasure chopping it up with you. And if you had not a one non-receiver wish for the Dolphins this week weekend, who is it? Michael Parsons, you know that. Gotta be, Obviously. gotta be my my Penn State boy. You know what I mean? Gotta Walk go Penn State all day. <laughs> if we can get a nifty line, I know you'll be happy. So uh have yeah. a great week. Check Juice out and his co-host Seth Levitt on the fish tank. And uh appreciate you, OJ. You got it, Sarns. Anytime, brother. Take care. Take care, buddy. Uh -huh.